fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, welcome into the program. It is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, radio TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting we have as well. Great to have you along today. A little bit different day for you today. It's a Thursday, which means it's a pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, and I hope you're having a great one at that as we begin to wrap up the day, or maybe you're just starting it if you do the third shift thing. I did that for a while. Didn't necessarily care for it, but some people really enjoy it. So, hey, great to have you along for the ride today. Uh, bit Big show for you today. Richard Battle is going to be joining us, a brand new guest. He is the author of the book, Navigating Life's Journeys, Common Sense, and Uncommon Times. Kind of appropriate in today's times, isn't it? Common sense, something that we lack in society, I think, a little bit. Uh, as well. But here's the big question. And by the way, we have a lot of different topics I want to get to. You can find us on our social media at Hoosier Reason. We have our live streaming. Uh, Facebook has not yet banned us, which is good news. So that's a good thing. Plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Here's my question for you today. How much has politics gotten infiltrated into your daily life? And here's what I mean. Going to work, the people that you hang out with, maybe the clubs or groups that you're involved with, uh, are they really starting, the products that you buy, the businesses that you support, are they now starting to be affected based on your political views and based on your political opinions? How much has politics affected your daily norm? It's not supposed to be that way, really, is it? You have your political opinion, you go to the voting booth, you vote, you do your thing, you do your civic duty, and then you go back to your normal business, your normal life, which is the way it was kind of intended to be, although... You were supposed to be civically engaged and at least educated on what's going on in society, but then you could make the opinionated, the uh, proper opinionated decision and the educated decision on what you wanted to do moving forward. But how much of that has been involved and affected in your personal daily life from here on out? Can you tell someone is on one side of the aisle or the other just based on a quick conversation or even just looking at them? How much is that affected the daily life of individuals. It's kind of something interesting to talk about, and maybe we need a little boost of confidence or a little boost of mojo of remembering that the glass is always half full, especially in the United States of America. The glass is half full. There's a piece that I found that was really interesting from Axios.com today that I think really kind of drives the point home. The partisanship, the bickering, the anger, the detest, the just... I'm not going to associate with those other individuals or so quickly to cut them off just because uh, of their political opinion or just their spitefulness or whatever. America's can't do spirit other than America's can do spirit. The power outages in Texas are the latest in a series of disasters that will be harder to fix or prevent from happening again because Americans are retreating to partisan and cultural corners rather than trying to solve the problems. The big picture, according to Axios, from COVID to the election fallout to the utter collapse of Texas's electric grid, America is no longer showing the rest of the world how to conquer its biggest challenges. Instead, there's always another uncivic, uh, uncivil war to be fought, even when democracy, global health, and now climate change are on the line. Now, of course, this is on the other side of the aisle because really they should be saying, hey, Republicans, hey, conservatives, get in line. Why don't you just go along with us? We're trying to unite here. Now, you're racist and bigots, but why can't you just get along with us? And that's really what this is saying. Uh, nowadays, 
we've been affected so much that you can't drive to work without thinking of something political. Think about it. You're driving to work, and let's say you come up to a car that's kind of a jerk, and oh, you cut me off, you didn't use your turn signal. What the hell's wrong with you, man? And you're sitting there just kind of, you know, the road rage. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I have extreme road rage. I don't know, but I'm sure that some somebody else may have the same thing as well. And you're sitting there thinking about it. Oh, these jerks are probably a Biden supporter. You and your blankety-blank whatever fill-in-the-blank car that you may be driving. Or, oh, that truck cut me off. That blankety-blank Donald Trump-supporting redneck hillbilly. You know what crosses your mind? Maybe it's just me because I'm a political talk show host. But I'm sure it crosses your mind. Because now the lifestyle of what you do on a daily basis is affected by politics. And I know this is a generalization, so don't take it for granted is the exact word of of what's going on. But generally speaking, here in the nation, conservatives are more mindsetted of the hardworking work ethic, good work ethic, the get-or-done attitude of, I'm just going to get this done because I don't trust anybody else to do it. Bite off more than you can chew and chew it and figure out a way to do it. That's really the mindset of a conservative. I'm going to be independent. I don't need to worry about anything because we're going to take care of it and I will take care of it myself if nobody else does it because by golly, we're going to get it done. Or the mindset of I can do anything that I want to, so I will bust my you-know-what. I will work 20 hours a day. I will sleep very little. I will work day in and day out and do and spread myself way too thin because I'm going to do this because I know there's going to be something to be paid off at the end of the day because of that. That's really a conservative principle isn't it of you can do anything your freedom your liberty your private property the more private property that you create for yourself and the more wealth that you create for yourself or the more value that you create for yourself or the more of a craft skill that you become an expert in uh, as well then you become a success because the harder you work then the more you're going to gain from that that is the epitome that is the foundation the pillars of conservatism in this nation Now, I'm not saying that that's not from the left side of the aisle as well, but very few, at least, that are in the public limelight now practice that type of philosophy. Because what's the philosophy from the other side of the aisle? I'm a victim. I can't. So-and-so is oppressing me. So-and-so is taking advantage of me. So-and-so won't give me the opportunity. So-and-so has more than me. Therefore, I'm envious. Therefore, it's not fair. The life isn't fair. The world's not fair. They're coming after me. It's the victim of I can't and you always find an excuse not to do so. And it's very concerning to me because there are a lot of people in society that like to go down that road. Minorities or different demographics or different genders of, oh, I can't because I'm so-and-so. I'm a certain skin color. I'm a certain identification. I'm a certain religion, whatever. And it's unfortunate. Now, some of it may be true, absolutely, that their opportunities didn't come, that the opportunities presented to them weren't presented as normally it would in some other scenarios, or maybe they didn't get to meet or have contact with those because they always say it's not about what you know but about who you know. Maybe they didn't get to write the, meet the right individuals as well. So, of course, it goes a little bit deeper, but from the basic fundamental 30,000-view presentation here, that's really a big difference. In our daily lives, just the way we operate, you can get into lifestyles. You can get into just views on the world around you. The glass half full versus the glass half empty versus there is no glass versus what are you talking about, dude? There's so many different ways to look at this. Politics seeping into our daily life and running everything according to reason.com. Is there anything that politics can't ruin? The answer appears to be a resounding no as political polarization is having far-reaching impacts on American life, harming consumer welfare, and creating challenges for people ranging from elected officials and policymakers to corporate executives and marketers. 
marketing is literally being changed in our nation right now because of how we view the world based on politics. What's the latest story that we've seen over the last week or so? Was Mike Lindell with My Pillow and coming out with the video about election fraud? Oh, guess what? Now there's a boycott against My Pillow and the corporations that don't agree with him or don't like him have now cut his product and people are buying it online to support him and others don't want to. Then you hear about David Hogg, that Yahoo that uh, survived the shooting that wants to compete now in the My Pillow company or the, wants to compete by starting a new pillow company. And now it's partisan. The pillow that you're sleeping on at night is now a partisan political issue. That's how far politics has infiltrated your life. When they used to say we don't talk about politics or religion at the dinner table, now we're talking about politics in our everyday life. We're thinking about it, and we make our decisions based upon that. My question to you is, is that a good thing, or is that a bad thing? There's pros and cons here. The good thing is that we get to associate ourselves with ones that have the same values as us. Same lifestyle values, same religious values, same moral standards, same work ethic. We, we get to find the ones that we're attracted to uh, in the sense that we get to find people that lift us up. You're supposed to surround yourself with more successful individuals, right? If you want to be a business owner, then you surround yourself with majorly successful business owners to listen to them, to pick their brain, and to mimic what they do so you can get up to that level. They always tell you that. Talk to any success life coach or whatever that talks about that. You're supposed to surround yourself with people that you want to associate with. If you associate with bad people, obviously, then you're going to get into those same types of habits. So I guess that's the same concept here in the world of politics. On the bad side, though, it's so divisive because politics has become so divisive. The polar, uh, the, the polarization, the pendulum has swung so far, I would say to everybody would say to both sides. I would really say to one side. Because as conservatives, we really haven't budged a whole lot, have we? Oh, the far-right extremists. Are we technically far-right when we believe in conservative principles, individualism, the Constitution? You can really do anything because of the opportunities that the country gave us, the traditional values. Is that really an extremist view? A few days ago, we talked about the extremism, the right-wing and domestic terrorism and extremism that's going on in the nation, and they're studying it. Oh, and the Proud Boys and the Trump supporters and the QAnon people and the conspiracy theorists and the, the, the just the Trump people and Republicans all together. They're just crazy radicals, and we need to study them. We need to have the National Guard still in Washington, D.C. We need to analyze what they're about because this is so fascinating to watch the extreme right radicals. When the extreme right radicals, quote unquote, are just the constitutionalists that just want to live their life without government intrusion on a daily basis. But that's a radical position now. So I would argue that both sides are going radical. I would say that one side is going more radical because now they're to the point of we should have ever, the government hold our hand and tell us to do everything in our life. And that's OK because we're just submissive to that. We don't like life. Life is very scary. I don't want to walk outside without a mask on. I don't want to even if nobody's around. I don't want to walk outside without a mask on or two masks or three masks. Even once the pandemic's over, I still may wear a mask because I'm very scared. I still may wear it when maybe, I, I mean, the flu's down, so we should wear it all the time. I've heard that argument from people. There's now a survey going on from the CDC asking, once the pandemic's over, will you continue to wear masks? And there are a lot of people that say, yeah, you know what? I would wear a mask if I'm not feeling well. If I still have the flu, then I don't want to spread it around. But yet that creates the bubbles that kill, kill our immune system because we're not exposed to certain things. We've lived, I, I'm, this is a shocker for people, just to let you know, this is a breaking news bulletin from the Voice of Reason. 
breaking news bulletin for a lot of individuals out there. We have lived in a biological world for thousands of years, thousands and thousands of years. And the reason we've survived during this biological world where things grow in the air and things grow biologically is because we've been exposed to them and we've built up immunities to them. Not by taking vaccines and being like, I'm all better now. I got my immune system all booted up, ready to go for it. But because we were exposed, we ate dirt, we ate whatever was in the dirt or in the sand, we got cut, we got exposed to things, and we built up an immunity to it. Some, unfortunately, were unable to survive with it, which is why you do it in Uh, minimal increments and you try and build your tolerance up to sort of things but you don't live in a bubble you don't wear a mask whenever you're sick you don't try to just use the hand sanitizer as something that you drink all the time or try and have on you all the time to wipe your hands whenever you feel potentially contaminated you don't do that but now with covid with the electricity being out in certain places and the partisanship that's come from that politics has invaded our every lifestyle Our way of life every single day, is that a good thing because we can associate the ones that we more likely agree with and that we have the same standards, the same values, or is it a bad thing because now we're so divided that it's going to be very difficult to find common ground? It's an interesting concept. I'd like you to think about that as we go to the break. we got lots to get to today. Uh, Some big news when it comes to what's going on in the world with some of the current events. Plus, we have some legislation that Congress is working on that is really, really stupid and then even more stupid. So we'll get to all that. Plus, Richard Battle at the bottom of the hour as well. It's a Thursday. It's the pre-Friday celebration. Lots to get to here on The Voice of Reason is your Millennial General reports for duty today for a Thursday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time as we are on radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming going on podcast thereafter as well so there's really no chance for you to not listen to the program and we appreciate you very very much make sure to check us out on all of our social media at hoosier reason that's h-o-o-s-e-r reason on facebook youtube twitter twitch linkedin also on is parlor back up i've heard parlors back up but i i tried it a couple days ago and it didn't come up so i don't know whether it's working or not but twitch is the next one we're trying to really focus on twitch.tv we do have the tv stream going on there you can find us at hoosier reason and uh, sign up and subscribe and watch us live every there every day there, plus the YouTube channel as well. You, now, here's the thing. Facebook is allowing us to do it, but we're not getting the numbers like we used to before we got blocked on there. So I think they're like shadow banning us. So if you are on the Facebook, then find us and you can find me on my personal page or on the Voice Reason page. And you can, if you find the show, like it and maybe share it onto your own page, kind of break that algorithm. Because since we've been back on in the last week, our numbers are like a third of what they used to be before we got banned on there, which is really strange. So they probably just don't like us on there because evil conservatives, evil, evil Trump people and stuff. I'm reading through some of the comments on the live streams right now and definitely a germaphobe and not ashamed of it. I Look, there are. And if you know what, it's one of those, again, where if you choose to wear a mask and if you choose to get vaccinated, all the power to you. That's cool. But if you get the vaccine and I don't get the vaccine, then why is it a concern for you if you have it and I don't? Like, I don't understand that mentality again. If they say, well, you're not allowed to fly on an airplane until you get vaccinated. You're not allowed to work at this certain company until you get vaccinated. I'm still curious on why that matters. If you got vaccinated and I did not, then if I get sick, so what? Then you're immune to it because the whole purpose of it is to boost your immune system and be able to fight that and create immunity against that issue. So therefore, you don't have to worry about getting sick. Plus, you wearing the mask if you still choose to do so, which I find hilarious to take a vaccine and then still wear a mask and then still socially distance and self-quarantine and all that other garbage. That's cool. I mean, if you choose to do so, that's fine, but I'm not going to live my life that way. But there's some that really do. But I want to really raise the spirits. I don't know who needs to hear this. Maybe it's just me that needs to hear it. Who knows? But America's can't do spirits. It is such a negative, pessimistic way of looking at life, which, as you know, I'm the eternal optimist. Mrs. Voice of Reason gets mad at me sometimes because sometimes I'm too optimistic. Ah, it'll be fine, honey. Don't worry about it. When she's in spaz mode, which uh, there's always like the common ground that we find in there. But like I'd usually take it at a nonchalant, oh, we'll figure it out or it'll work itself out or oh, don't worry, we'll get this handled or whatever, uh, no matter what the situation may be. And politically, I'm the same way as well. I'm always the eternal optimist. Oh, you know what? We didn't need that voting group or oh, you know what? We'll be able to win them over. Or, oh, you know what? We'll just spread this message. and Everything will be cool. America as a whole, we've gone through a lot lately, haven't we? I mean, we had COVID-19 that shut us down the last year that really devastated a lot of things. We have now the deep freeze in this country. Texas is still like six or seven days into not having an electricity or power, which is really sad for them and really scary. I mean, we had some rolling blackouts because we couldn't keep up with energy demands and it became partisan, which rightfully so, because that's a very political thing and not having electricity for individuals when it's negative 20 degrees outside is kind of a problem and we need to address that now is it a fluke yeah it's kind of a fluke with how bad it was at the same time we should be able to handle that and we should be prepared for something like that when they knew it was actually coming but the american can't do spirit is something that troubles me because we've always always been able to build ourselves back up we've always been able to handle 
an issue. When hurricanes happened, what happened? People from around the country would go to those areas where they were affected with the hurricanes, and we would go and we would help individuals get back on their feet. We have charities. We have nonprofits. We have organizations. With, that's what they do for a living is helping people. And yes, right now they are strained, but we are not a can't-do mentality in this nation. Only the pessimists, only the victims, only the other ones that do not see a positive light in this world are the can't-do spirit. We are the can-dos. We are Americans. We are not Americans. We can do anything. And if this nation crumbled, God forbid, from the ground up, we would be the ones that rebuilt it from the ground up because we knew that's what we did. And by the way, it's in our DNA to do that, and we succeed at it very, very well. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome in to the program. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming podcasting as well for a pre-Friday celebration. Your Millennial General reporting for duty the way we do each and every day. Thanks for joining us with a little pep in our step a little bit. At least we try to. We do what we can to try and bring the positivity in an otherwise crazy world. So I just brought up the live stream on the Twitch channel, which you can find on twitch.tv and find us at Hoosier Reason. You can watch the live stream there every day. I usually don't bring that one up, but I have seen a couple chats come in on there over the last couple days, so I figured why the heck not bring it up just in case, you know, you actually try and (laughs) chat with me on there, then what the heck. Really quickly, before we get into our next part here, there is something kind of interesting going on that I find fascinating at least. What's trending today? So, I don't know if you heard or not, but over the last hour, NASA has officially landed a new rover onto Mars, and there's apparently a helicopter-style drone on there that's going to be video and filming certain parts of Mars and their operation or whatever they're doing up there. But obviously, it takes like six months to get to Mars, and it just landed in the last hour or so. It takes like a seven-minute landing. They said was like, hold your breath and hope it works kind of thing, because then the whole mission of six months of waiting was kind of a waste, but it landed successfully from what it sounds like. They have the helicopter or the drone or whatever they're doing uh, going across Mars. And uh, there's pictures now of the first image of Mars right now, which is really, really cool. I'm a dork. I find that fascinating. And as we talk about in the last segment, that America's can't-do spirit, that's a tribute of success right there, is it not? That's America's can-do spirit. We just put a rover and a helicopter on Mars. 
Now we have like Elon Musk that says he wants to start a civilization on Mars. And yes, I may or may not have tried to apply to that uh, Mars One mission a while ago to be one of those that it's like a one-way trip to Mars for the, to start the civilization. I could talk those Martians to death, man. I will bring them on to conservative principles like nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. So, anyways, let's talk about some of the latest and what's going on in Washington, D.C. I'm excited to have on the program with us. He is the author of Navigating Life's Journeys, Common Sense in Uncommon Times. It's a very uncommon time, is it not? We're excited to have on the show with us Richard Battle. Richard, how are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Andy. It's uh, so cold down here in Texas, the politicians have their hands in their own pockets. Ooh, see? There it is. There it is. Now, you're in Texas. Do you have power right now? Uh, yes, thankfully. I've been very blessed compared to a lot of family and friends. Good, good. What's the status, real quickly, with the situation down there? I know a lot of people have had a loss of power. Are there still people with outages right now, and is it getting better, or at least about ready to come back up? It's getting better. There's a lot of people that have been out uh, two or three days. There are people that are without water because the water plants have not had power, so there's people having to fill buckets with snow out of their yards wow. to flush their toilets, if you can believe that. Well, at least we haven't lost some of those primitive survival instincts of being able to do something like that. It, it, what my big fear is, and I guess this kind of goes into some of the uncommon times, is I kind of like the the natural DNA of survival instincts that we have because we live in such a comfortable environment nowadays that I think we've lost a lot of that. And I don't think that that's a good thing. Like I get a little panicky when I think about some of the lost uh, knowledge of surviving outside in the wilderness that we've had. And I mean, luckily we had groups like the Boy Scouts and we've had different organizations where you can go do that and you can just go out and go camping yourself. But I really worry if something drastically drastic happens like what we're seeing right now, that a lot of people don't know how to survive. Well, we're a much softer society than we've ever been before. I'm hoping that this will serve as a wake up call yeah. for we who've gone through some of these issues in the last few weeks, because this is a thing that socialist countries live through all the time, yeah. and we've just seen a glimpse of it, but it's what's promised to us if we keep going down that path and keep relying on the government every time we have a problem to call them to help us out versus taking care of ourselves and our family and our neighbors. Now, it drives me nuts. I mean, here in Kansas, when uh, our previous governor, Governor Sam Brownback, a Republican, we used to have in October the Zombie Preparedness Month, which is, you know, during natural disasters, do you have enough food? Do you have enough water? Do you have ways to take care of yourself? And But now, I mean, we hear the cold weather, which we didn't have any power outages. We had some power outages, but they were rolling blackouts by the electric company because they couldn't keep up with demand. And they're literally saying, if you run out of power, don't turn on your refrigerator, don't open your refrigerator. And I'm just laughing and saying, if we have to tell people that, then I think we're in a world of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes to demonstrate the litigious society that we've been in and lawyers dictate language that's being used and it's dumbed down so much yeah. to talk to people at such levels because of the potential for lawsuits. And some of the lawsuits that have been won over the years show why that's necessary. Ah, it's so unfortunate. So unfortunate. Let's get into some of the uncommon times. We have a transition of a, a new administration in Washington, D.C. The new administration went for the first two weeks signing a, a marathon of 50 executive orders, much of them doing the Green New Deal, pushing environmentalism in the country, really just repealing everything that Trump did during the last four years of his administration. And as we mentioned, now we're going closer to the mindset of 
a socialist nation. And this, like you mentioned, this is a perfect example. We're out of power. The weather's really cold. Government, what will you do to take care of me? Because I don't know what to do in this situation. It's an uncommon time where that could potentially be the norm here relatively soon. How do we get to this point? Well, it started last year with COVID, and we saw mayors and governors, as well as the executive president in uh, Washington, signing executive orders because legislatures couldn't move quickly enough or the Congress wouldn't move. And that precedent opened the door for dictatorial-type powers at all levels. And that was one of my concerns then is we have to roll that back to a representative republic or those politicians seeing that they have that power will never release it. And it's very, very dangerous. It is very dangerous because the more dependency that we have there, the uh, the lack that we can do when it comes to independence on our front. Is there a way to put in this? I guess this is the big grand old question that we've been looking for for a while. Is there a way to push back on some of these? I've been trying to advocate for state nullification of federal regulation coming down, which you know is great, but that only goes as far as the state politicians will allow it. And when a lot of money from the federal government gets dangled in front of their face, they have a very hard time of turning it down. So what's the step to start saying, you know what, let's bring some common sense back into the situation of what Americans really are, which are a bunch of really tough, stern individuals that say, I'm independent, I'm going to do what needs to be done to survive for my family. Well, the first thing I would suggest is that every executive order that's been signed in the last month needs to have a lawsuit, at least one filed on it, uh, to test it, because there's no doubt that they have gone way beyond the authority of the president with those executive orders. Uh, But for an individual basis, I think it's very important we as citizens get more involved in our government. And the problem is when when it's such a daunting task, everybody says, I can't make a difference. But as John Kennedy said, one person can make a difference and everyone should try. And we all should try in one more area. Find one place that you can get involved, that you have an interest and be involved and hold the elected officials and politicians feet to the fire, whether it's a school board, city council, county government, state, or in Washington. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We're talking with Richard Battle, author of the book Navigating Life's Journey, Common Sense in Uncommon Times. You said to focus on the local, which you're absolutely right. I mean, the show that goes on in Washington, D.C. drives me absolutely nuts. When they do an impeachment hearing, when they do the trials, even when they were doing the challenge of the Electoral College and they were going through the motions, we already knew the outcome. It's And I don't know if it's just because of the partisanship that we see today. I don't know if it's just because they're so predictable or, or what, but... They're going through the constitutional process of doing the hearings and having the debate and having the discussion, but it's more now of just from both sides of the aisle, the grandstanding to get the 15-second audio clip to send to their constituents or to attack the other side, and then we already know the vote, and then we already they're already 10 steps, uh, steps ahead to be able to move forward, which is why I think we saw the the protests in in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, which is why so many people don't trust government, is because they may go through the process, but we already know the outcome. And the only way that we can really affect things is at the local level now, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And I'll give you an example. Everybody's focusing on Joe Biden to open schools up right now. Well, that's not Joe Biden's job. And the federal government has too much authority in the schools right now, but they have the least authority of any governmental entity. Schools are led locally, and that's a place where people can apply to their school boards, to their leadership of the schools, and influence what's going on in the local schools. 
Yeah, I wish more school districts would just say, yeah, you know what, we're not going to do this. But right now, I don't know if it's the Department of Education or who it is that really just has them by the you know what and say this is what you're going to do. I wish I, I, private schools in the area, they're already open. They never shut down. They're kind of still doing their thing. They do the guidelines for social distancing, mask wearing, whatever, but they didn't really shut down. Whereas the public schools, they're the ones losing their minds over the uh, virtual learning, which, by the way, has really harmed students across the nation. Yes, and it's it's also the state because, for example, in Texas, uh, the state pays each school district based on student attendance every day. Mm-hmm. And I learned this the hard way when my daughter was in first grade and we took her to the doctor and I called to say she'd be tardy and I would bring her later. And they told me, well, if she's not here by 10 o'clock, don't bother. And I asked why. And they said, well, if she's not here by 10, we don't get the state money for her today. Oh my gosh. Well, it showed me their interest was in the money more so than my daughter at that time. And we see the money. And then the unions in the public schools are dictating what's going on versus what's good for the students. And I think Steve Scalise, the Louisiana congressman, said it well the other day when he said, maybe we need a union for students. I amen to that one. I definitely believe we need a union for students. I think we need to go more towards the voucher programs. We need to have some school choice. We need to be able to open up those opportunities to where when you get calls like that, then you can say, you know what? I'm going to go to a school that's actually going to put the education above just the dollars that we're getting into the district. It's Richard Battle, Navigating Life's Journeys, Common Sense, and Uncommon Times. You can find it on Amazon and other locations as well. Richard, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. We appreciate it. Let's do this again here real soon. Thank you, Andy. God bless America. Hey, God bless America. We love it and we appreciate it very much. We'll get you back on the show again here real soon. We'll take a break. We got some questions coming on social media. We'll get to those as well. Begin to wrap up the program for a free Friday celebration here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up the show today goes by way too fast. Your fastest hour of radio on radio as we are on radio and TV, plus the live streaming and the podcast thereafter as well, which we're seeing some awesome growth there. Thank you for that. We appreciate it very, very much. we got some comments coming in on the social media, different, uh, different sources. I'm trying to watch all of them. So if I don't get to your question, I apologize. But we'll try to talk about as much of them as we can for the last few minutes. You can always, by the way, email me at Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com. That's Hoosier, H O O S E R, Media Network at gmail.com. And you can send me questions there. And I love taking emails. We'll do a segment on what's in the mailbox a little bit later. But start off with this one. My question is How is COVID and the economic turn down, uh, downturn and other bad events? How are they at all related or in any way comparable to Nazi Germany and the mass murder of millions of Jews that uh, during uh, people during the Holocaust? Because there's a lot of correlation between the two or a lot of people trying to compare the two. I don't like to make that comparison, although I understand kind of sort of where they're coming from. No, uh, the COVID thing is not killing millions of individuals, and that's just the point. They're not. But yet I think the point that a lot of people try to make is the fact that when the government says at first, no, you shouldn't wear masks because you touch them, you mess with them, viruses get in your eyes, so masks don't really do anything as well, and the virus is so small that it actually get through the cloth masks, so it doesn't really do anything. But then when they all of a sudden say, yeah, you should wear the mask and socially distance, then everybody just kind of blindly followed. Especially uh, the problem that I've had with it was that there are better ways to boost your immune system, and you can do it naturally by taking vitamin C and taking zinc and taking D3 and taking magnesium and exercising and being exposed to certain things to build up that herd immunity naturally as opposed to just wearing a mask and sanitizing and just living in a bubble that's very, very bad for you and for your immune system. So uh, the point that a lot of people try to make is not the fact that it's killing millions of people like the Holocaust did. What they are trying to compare, though, is just the blind following of the government without any information to back up the reason why they're doing it, but just because, oh, something's scary, I'm going to rely on the government to take care of me, and the government told me to do this, so therefore, yes, master, and just put on the mask and do it. Uh, it's really the comparison there. No, it didn't kill millions of people. Now, I don't personally like to make that comparison because there's very few things that we should be comparing to the Holocaust, um, but at the same time, that's the reason why some people make it, and I understand that argument. I really do understand that uh, that mindset, because it is concerning when people are so oblivious to how to survive on their own, which goes back to the last conversation that we had of, uh, well, the power goes out. What do I do? And you have news sources on radio and TV saying, don't open your refrigerator because you'll lose coldness out of your refrigerator if you don't have any power. Like if you have to tell people that, then you're probably not the brightest individual. Like that should just be common sense. I'm more of an independence of I can't wait to have enough money to make my home completely energy independent, completely live off the grid, completely do my thing because I don't like to be around other individuals who may not necessarily be that bright or commonsensical because we should have that DNA of survivalist instincts in us. And if we don't, then I fear for them. I, I really feel bad for them because 
it's so easy just to stray people along the wrong path just because they're blind followers. If you make a political decision and you go and vote based on a 15-second campaign out on TV, then you probably need to get a little more educated before you should go and vote. I mean, obviously, you have the right to vote. Go and vote. I want you to go and vote, but I'd really like you to be a little more educated than a 15-second attack ad on uh, from a campaign on TV before, ah, that sounds good, that guy's a jerk, which I think is what a lot of people had when it, uh, when it came to Donald Trump. They had no idea what he actually said, but they get the 15-second clip of what the media report, and wow, that guy's a jerk, he's a racist, he's a bigot, he's a blah, 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 when it's not true. And most of what the media reported just wasn't true about Donald Trump. Like him or dislike him, like his policies, don't like his policies, but the hateful vileness that came from the other side based on misrepresentation of who he actually was, really took things to another level of ignorance and naiveness of what Donald Trump actually stood for and what he actually did. So I don't like to do the comparisons, but I understand it of let's not be cheap of just, oh, you said put mask on. Okay. I mean, now the story is, oh, after the, the media is running with a story now, after the pandemic, after the pandemic, will you continue to wear a mask? And people are like, oh, yeah, I'm really scared. Like the flu's out there and there's things that are really scary. And like, oh, when we've lived in a biological world for tens of thousands of years, but now all of a sudden we're scared of things that may be in the air because we're all going to die and we need the government to take care of us because, you know, if the power goes out, government, what will you do for me? If there's a virus floating in the air, government, what will you do for me? If you run out of food, government, what will you do for me? I don't like that mentality at all. That is very dependent. That is very um, naive. And that's very against our natural instincts of survival. If you're hungry, go out and fish and hunt and find something to eat. Go pick berries. Go find vegetables outside find a way to do that if the power goes out then build a fire if a virus is out there then wear a mask or don't wear a mask get the vaccine don't get the vaccine i don't really care but find a way to survive because the government's not there to take care of you great question that does it for us today podcast going up a little bit we had some other questions we'll get to them tomorrow because the i think it takes a longer discussion until then this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier everybody have a great thursday evening Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.